0: I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of The Cast. The name is Larry, and it's such an absolute pleasure being with you for yet another uh, bit of confabulation. I call it confabulation because I feel like somebody curses at The Critic Cast every time I say something. they be like, oh, how dare you say that? And, uh, yeah, in the second uh, part of the show, I'm going to talk about uh, the Harare International Festival of the Arts. The experience during that and in uh, the third one is going to make me as popular as when the first time I walked into a Jehovah's Witness Convention uh, in the two thousand mid 2000s and I had my hair locked for the first time and that is how to go on a first date with a feminist. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, just to pick up on the news this week, of course, the biggest news, oh, well, it should be one of the biggest news stories, actually, not the, not the massive biggest. It's not like big, big. It's it's like, you know, a little big. It's uh, the Walter McGuire situation in which he fired his bench. What well, he, now he says he did and he suspended them and took his football team. Now, for those who don't know, Walter McGuire is like this hair uh you know, what do you call them, profit people. Yeah, one of them. One of them is not special. And I'm not saying that if you believe in what he believes in, then there's something wrong with you. I just think that it's strange, okay? Strange, strange. It's just like, wow. It's like, yo, no. Anyway, getting back to the match at hand, what he did is that he decided... He's got a football team in the Zimbabwe Premier Soccer League. And he decided that, no, the coaches were picking the wrong players and so forth, and he was upset about it. He decided to sit on the bench of the technical director, which is the team medic, and they got hammered 7-1. Now instead of saying that it was a bad performance, he says it was a spirituality issue. Yeah, that's what he said. The problem was, probably they didn't pray enough, or they prayed too much, or they didn't rub the anointing oil so well, or maybe they rubbed the anointing well on themselves and not on each other. Who knows? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, so yeah, that's what happened. And the madness there. The Zimbabwe Football Association. I they said they're gonna get that under control. And speaking of the Zimbabwe Football Association, Philip Giangwa got a, an appointment. And there's a lot of confusion. Some things he's a vice president. No, he's a vice chairperson of one of the pub, you know bodies that get around to you know telling football what to do and what not to do uh the date uh, the, the the late retired or, the, or rather the retired chief justice Godfrey passed away this past week and uh, he was in a hospital in South Africa due to liver and kidney failure and uh, the thing is he had just uh, resi- retired a mandatory retirement at the end of March and he passed away sadly. He survived by a wife and 10 children. And uh, there was a, a, a comment by the president of Zimbabwe, uh, President Robert Mgabu, say came out and said Zimbabwe is not poor. And everybody was like, no, we're actually poor. We're actually the scum. And that's the thing that we find so weird about Zimbabweans sometimes. like, did you want to say we're a bit shit? And then if you'd say that, like, you'd be like, oh, how dare you say that? And I think sometimes you just want to be upset. Okay, in reality, we're not a poor country. We're not. The reality is, we might be a poorly managed country, but poor country? You need to get out, get out and see Africa a little bit more before you come to some to that sort of conclusion. And uh, finally, there was a weird message that did the rounds in Zimbabwe social media, which they were saying that they're going to ban international cards, and you know they're going to ban uh they're going to create bond notes of high denominations and so forth and i was just sitting there like okay reading it is like the most stupidest message ever the you know also the grammatical errors and so forth and i said what bloody idiot thinks it makes sense to write something like that whoever that is should be boiled in urine So the Harare International Festival of the Arts made its return after one year absence of this year, and uh, what do you call it? The theme was called "Staging an Intervention," and what happened really was six days of fevery and fun and jest and so forth. And they had great shows. We had the Street Corners Symphony. We had that weird thing with Winky D. Do you have to hear about that? Where where they told us it was Winky D. And Oliver took his show right. And so we're out there like, yeah, 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 Winky D, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, boom, Winky D just does two songs. The rest is like, horror. the most, the most eye gouging moment was when uh, Daisy Mtukuzi was called up by her husband, Oliver Mtukuzi, to come and sing on stage. It was like watching your drunk grandmother at your recital suddenly coming on stage and singing. It was that cringe worthy. And I know, yeah, you know what, if it was his private party and so forth and didn't do, could do whatever he wanted to do, then he could do that. But at $15 a pop, no, 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 nobody needs that kind of drama. No, I know he's a superstar. Look, he's been listed in Forbes Africa as one of the top 10 most essential this year. Congratulations to him, but don't ever do that again, especially to a paying audience. No, no, yeah. Totally not. Don't do it. Other things that happened is um, also there was a great old school night that was on on the Friday night. And uh, Otis, the flow of Fraser, pretty much showed why he's, he's like the remix king, the mixing king, mixing all types of stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and of course the the most popular uh, song At the Rad International Festival of the Arts Among the visiting guys I mean, they probably got, you know, told about it And said, you know, just use it in anything Because you can get the crowd all hyped up and so forth It's just like if you go to to church and say You know, gays are wrong, okay <laughs> So that's how you get hype, everybody in the church Church and so forth Or simply say, you go to a liberal rally And say, oh, rights for everybody, yeah. Or you know, if you go some to some of these spaces, they just go screw the president. Ah. Yeah, you don't even you don't even have to believe it. You don't even have to believe it. Just say it, they will love you, and they will give you so much attention. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Did I just go Donald Trump there? <laughs> watch you too much of that guy. Anyway, uh what else happened? Um, I think the I think Sonic Wonderland was also another highlight. There was uh, Jason Jason LaRue, uh Rob Maxson and Brooks who's uh just released a song With uh, Martin Garrix, remember him? Animals, that guy, yeah. So, so pretty, pretty intense lineup. He came all the way from the, from the Netherlands or, or what you call it, as they call it, Uh, Holland. Some people call it. But uh, it was, it was a great night. It was, it was full of energy. It was full of life and that sort of thing. I found a little quaint cafe. That's at the National Gallery. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking of recording a couple of podcasts from there. So pretty excited about this. It's a really nice place. Uh, I think the the key thing for Haifa this year was to have the festival. I know there are a lot of things like, oh, no, it doesn't feel like the usual Haifa and so forth. But I think there's also a new generation of young people taking over the fever and the atmosphere of festivals in the country. And I don't think I personify particularly the festival of the country. I was there working and writing articles, taking pictures. And shout out to my guys, Taoji Kosha and Ronald uh, Badza, Ronnie Baza rather, who, who took great pictures. We go onto to 3mob.com, got some, some great pictures there, very talented guys. And uh, also, um, Crispin and Charamba were part of my team. Uh, we were able to uh, document Haifa's happen. But going back to, to what I'm saying, I think it's important, uh, super important for Haifa to exist in the hub, in the center of the city. And I think this Harad International Festival of the Arts was particularly geared at making sure that investors realized that they could still put a festival together. And that's the key and most important thing that was achieved in this festival. And that's what I'm excited about. That's, that's what I'm pushing for. That's what I'm rooting for uh, and as far as Haifa 2017 is concerned. And uh, all we've got to do is push and And you know support the effort. It's not easy putting on a six six day festival with a lot of logistics. I know a couple of guys from uh, Kenya came and said okay we've got bigger festivals but none so intense and none with so much stuff happening and so forth. And we can grow bigger if we decide to put that much energy into the festival. And, and with you know, it, it, the only way the only way that, that we can do that is to, is to give it the chance to breathe. And when it breathes, it, grow, it gives opportunity for a lot of our artists to get a job, to be able to make a plan, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it is what it is. Is the our International Festival of Arts? I love it, absolutely love it. Let's keep doing this. The (laughs) answer needed. It's the final segment of the critic house, and as always, I talk relationship issues, and I'm going to give you. Five pieces of advice on how to date, or at least go on a date, even if it's the first date, or go on a date with a feminist. And, you know, people are beginning to identify themselves as feminists more than ever, and that's a reality. Go on to Twitter, say something, you get accused of privilege, and all that other stuff. Now, let's face it, this, whatever I say for the next three, four minutes is going to get me into trouble, because there's going to be a reaction. You know, it is what it is giant all caps lettering spelling out the word feminist is going to be uh, you know su- there's a lot of unflinching support for the movement and, I, and i'm loving that people are getting the opportunity to speak of speak more freely so i need to i, I think think it's, it's critical because some people then start having these these misconceptions about feminism like you know it's like a two-day tequila hangover (laughs) and men in particular tend to be suspicious of the label and what it involves now if someone identifies themselves as a feminist the first thing you need to do because the the normal human being is just talking to her you know a commonly useful starting point on days is establishing your respective interests and values don't discuss politics don't go anywhere it's this sort of thing You know, a good start is to show a healthy curiosity about her interests. Uh, Don't, uh, you know, don't die of shock and and treat her like a snowflake. As if she has a non-girly interest like rap music or football. And, uh, you know, conversely, try not to scoff or visibly tune out if her interests are traditionally feminine ones like fashion or baking. So, uh, don't be judging her right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, number two talking to her about uh, and about other women in general you know j- dates are an opportunity to read a subtle cues about what kind of person you're meeting and uh, if you're dating a f- f- feminist it's like what should be uh particularly attuned to Your is your treatment of women so beware of signals uh, that you're giving off when you talk about other women for example if you it won't bode well if you spend the date uh discussing your crazy ex because you're dehumanizing how you, you you know she sees that person as a complete human being uh you've seen her as essential horizontal and uh, she sees vertical she sees the struggle she sees everything that happens uh, you know any t- any time anyway exes are just generally a terrible first date topic in general but feminists have long been side eyeing men who who call their exes crazy crazy because crazy tends to translate to had emotional needs and insisted to some degree That I met them. So your date will also be picking up cues from how you treat women in front of her in real time. And are you snapping at the waitress and uh, barking out your orders at her? Do Do you skip your sister's birthday drinks to come to the date? Hopefully not, because there's all warning signs, and you should be thinking, you know, I don't know, you might, you might treat me like that in the future. When it comes to paying the bill, it's a fundamental feminist belief that uh, men and women should be free to choose how closely they engage with traditional gender roles. If at all, happily for you, this may mean that your date doesn't automatically assume you'll pay for everything. Just because you're a man. But if if you enthusiastically seize on this one feminist principle above all others to avoid footing the bill, you're likely to come across as stingy, stingy rather than principled. So paying for a woman's a dinner doesn't mean she owes you anything, by the way. And if you aren't willing to t- share dinner with someone without drawing uh, them into a weird sublim- subliminal power play of obligations, you aren't grown up enough to be dating at all. Offer to pay... And mean it with no strings attached. If all goes well, maybe she'll get she'll get the next round. I don't know, because you know there's dudes out there who think just because I took her out, then you know there's five, there's ways that you got to pay for it. And then the follow-up. So the date is over. What's next? oh well, whether or not the date went well there are certain base level uh, decencies to check off like for example ensuring that your date, date gets home safely i've seen guys do that sometimes they abandon the, the date. and so it's like so weird if, if from your perspective the date, date didn't go well reject her kindly but honestly tell her it was nice it was nice to meet her uh, but but you don't Feel a connection and so forth, and the date went went well from your perspective, but not from hers. Respect her right to tell you the same thing. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you can't. You, you you know, you can still kill the vibe and a lot of guys think this work sending an unsolicited dick pic or jerky communication style try not to get caught up by the uh, cliched you know rulesy idea that you can guarantee your dates uh, continued interest by feigning indifference and do what feels na- natural to you if the date went well and you feel like texting her right away then do it if she's put off by your enthusiasm she's not the one for you The the final one, remember, she's not from another planet, gents. So, you you know, you've hit upon the, from listening, the feminist agenda is simple. Uh, they don't, they don't want to be no more or no less treated than, uh, fully, as, as fully human. um, Stale stereotypes about feminism still linger in our collective consciousness, for example, but your date is unlikely to be seeking anything more audacious than respect, understanding and empathy for her gender. And that's why tips for for dating feminist women double as hints on how to treat any person with respect and kindness. And that's about it. And that's it for this week's qu- episode of the Creditcast. Uh, get in touch with me on email info at larrycreditai. dot com on Twitter at creditai or any social media network. Larry Creditai. Creditai has got a Y I at the end, by the way. And uh, get uh, ch- check out this episode of, or rather, all episodes of the Creditcast. Don't miss an episode on uh, iTunes. Just look for Creditcast, and on. Uh, On on Iono.fm, our primary host, just look for Quiddicast and then look for the RSS feed, load it into whatever device you use and voila, voila, you've got yourself sorted. And then uh, we're on Radio One News, uh, One Radio News rather. Uh, check us out there. We're a bunch of, a bunch of other podcasts as well as live radio stations. Uh, catch me on ZFM on Health Matters every Tuesday between 8.30 and 9 PM on Media Platform between 7.30 and, and 8.30 on Wednesdays as well as Culture Talk between 8.30 and 9 PM. Other than that, I say take care of yourself and the people that you love, every single one of them. And I leave you with a simple saying. It's a very simple saying. Be good to yourself. It's been Larry. It's been The Criticast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, baby, you want to go out?